Hello, hello everyone. This is Violet and you're listening to the Millennials Bible Podcast, Episode 5, Leaving the Nest. Hey everyone, so leaving the nest, we all know the phrase because hey, we're millennials and we're either at that point in our life or past it from a lot of us. Um, It's like a huge freaking deal apparently to the media because if you just Google millennials leaving the nest, the first few articles are, hey millennials, it's time to leave the nest, CNBC. Millennials not leaving the nest raises alarms, the Atlantic. Millennials want to leave the nest, but won't fly far, New York Post. Why more and more millennials aren't leaving the nest, PBS. Why more and more millennials aren't leaving the nest, PBS. Okay, they have two articles back to back. That's annoying. Goodbye, empty nest. Millennials staying longer with parents, AP News. Report, millennials leaving the nest at a faster pace, construction dive, which I assume has something to do with housing because I don't never heard of construction dive. Uh, millennials are leave are living with their parents at a rate not seen since, and then it cuts off. But that's vice. <laughs> and then the last one is millennials less likely to leave the nest at Pew study finds, and that's in the New York Times. So clearly, everyone's fucking like, "What the hell is happening? Why aren't millennials leaving the nest?" And I mean, we all fucking know it. We're in huge amounts of debt from college. Uh, The job market isn't able to pay us enough to live um, and, like, pay our housing costs and pay off our student loans and pay for our lifestyle. Um, Like, insurance costs. I mean, it's just, like, a whole slew of money problems is the big thing. It's housing and money problems. Um, and, And, like, I think it's really smart to stay at home. I really wish I had. I went straight from college to... Um, living in grad school in another state, and I moved out here with my boyfriend, so we had a little bit of support between the two of us, but really, it's not anything like being able to live at home and avoid, like, rent, utilities, um, I mean, just, like, little things. We had to change our car registration, which, when you do that, takes, like, a couple, like, hundred dollars. I mean, there's just so many little things when you move somewhere, um, even if you're moving in state, like you already you went to school there, maybe even if you live in state, you still have to do so many um, added costs to set up everything. So millennials, let's like back it up a little bit. We were literally told, hey, you're unique. Follow your dreams. Follow your passions. You're so creative. Creativity's great. Be a musician. Be an artist. Be a writer, which I think is great. I think it's really awesome that we weren't, like, funneled into three different, like, professions. But at the same time, the professions that we were encouraged to go for aren't exactly the money-making positions. So uh, we're either following our dreams and poor, or we gave up part of our dreams, or we just kind of went ahead and followed a a good trend, a professional um, future, and decided to go for something else that would give us money. Or, you know, maybe we are trying to, like, stay in school. Maybe we, I know a lot of people are still working for, you know, they want to be a doctor. I guess you call that, like, a medical degree, <laughs> whatever. Um, or people who are in law school or CPA, they take, like, a fifth year, get their master's of accounting, like, all that kind of stuff. So not only do we have to go to school and get our, our undergrad degree to get a job in this world, 
But we also have to go to grad school for a lot of us, not every profession, but for a lot of us, grad school sets you apart from the, you know, elder generations that are competing for the same jobs. And then we have no money. We have so much student loans and we have no money and you can't work part time and support yourself and go to school. So it's just like, I mean, I feel like I'm stressing myself out talking about this. It's just like ridiculous how um, it's just kind of accumulated with our generation, this amount of debt and the amount and then like the job market where, yes, we're out of the recession um, from 2008. And yes, like the job market is improving every year. But me personally, looking for jobs and job searching, most positions are asking for um, five to eight years of experience in my profession of um, public policy. Now, that's probably not always the case, but I do find some that are like two to three years, which I can like grasp at that and I apply to those jobs. And I apply to the five to eight years jobs, but I can tell they're a bit above me. Um, but it's it's just really to make the amount of money you need to live successfully on your own, especially if you move out of, into another state, you have to be making a lot of money. So that's the first problem with leaving the nest is are you making enough money to actually do it? Uh, which I think really explains the situation we've um, found ourselves in as millennials is money. So kind of backing up, there's basically like two options. You're either living with your parents, like in your old bedroom in the house, or you're living in an apartment that either you pay for or you pay for with roommates. So those are like, that's leaving and staying the nest. Now, whether or not you're in the same town as your family and parents or whether or not you're in the same state, I think is kind of irrelevant. I think it's just kind of once you leave the nest, there's different spectrums of it. You either are close to your family and they're, even you can be close and they might not even loan you money or you can be close and they're like, you know, taking you out to dinner, taking you grocery shopping, like whatever. Or um, you live uh, far away from them and they send you money or you live far away from them and you're all out on your own. So it's kind of complicated, but that's the option to either leave or to stay in the nest. Now, there's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons. So I'll start by like personal experience leaving the nest. The pros are independence, obviously, just being able to do whatever you want, come home when you want. Um, not really have to explain yourself to your parents except for when they call you and you have to talk to them however many times a week. Um, it's also, like, it it really opens you up to the real world to plan a little bit better. I'm very aware of, like, my retirement and my 401k and stuff like that because once I started realizing what it takes to provide for yourself, you know, I, I, I was very thankful to have parents that took care of me most of the, like, growing up and through college years. So now knowing like a sampling of what expenses are and like to get a household to run, it's taught me a lot about savings. It's taught taught me a lot about making like good money choices. Um, And I'm not saying my credit rating is good because it's not. But (laughs) at the same time, like I know how to find good deals. I know when not to buy something. I know when it's like necessary to buy something. And I think that's really, it just like, if you can grow up faster and you need it, um, moving out of the nest will help you get there. Dealing with landlords, dealing with um, car registration, the DMV, like car insurance, any kind of insurance, renter's insurance, all that kind of crap. It's just like so depressing. I don't know. I just (laughs) like hate dealing with that stuff and all adults do. 
So <clears throat> pros are you really just kind of get your life started. Um, you really hit the ground and you have to run or else you'll fall flat on your face. But you learn a lot of responsibility. And I think that almost shows through when you're applying to jobs and interviewing if you're able to uh, care for yourself and, you know, kind of get involved in normal society as like a functioning adult. It's like you have more to relate on with your coworkers and your bosses and anyone you interview with. Um, <clears throat> I would say it's also like finding yourself out, like figuring out who you are. When you're living at home, you don't like you decorate your room, I'm sure, but you don't have to like, hey, take care of the kitchen all the time and um, find like a schedule and are you going to eat out all the time? Are you going to cook meals all the time? Um, how much TV do you watch? You really are accountable for yourself and that kind of exposes where you spend your time and where you spend your energy on a daily basis. So live it, learning to do the 40-hour work week, learning to do work travel, learning to work multiple jobs if you work part-time, that's all really helpful in kind of figuring out like who you are and what your passions are, I think. At least I've found it. Um, it's been nice to kind of be away from my parents and not really have their input in my ears all the time and to kind of figure out what I think and believe. Now, there are a lot of cons of <laughs> living by yourself or living like with roommates. I think the first thing is really like financial support. You don't just get to like go out and eat dinner and not have to spend money like I would do with my parents on the weekend nights. They'll take me out and they'll like take up the check. But here you want to go out, have a meal. And especially in LA where the prices are so high, you could go out and spend like 40, 50 bucks on yourself. Like that's splitting the check between whoever you're with. Like to have a couple drinks and to have dinner, it's like $50. And then you're looking at your account and you're like, when did I spend all this money? But if you go out, eat three times in the week and eat nicely, then that's like $150. So I think it just really, those little things where you have to stay in and you have to be eating food or, you know, some people like my roommates like to eat fast food. And so they compromise by they have to eat cheap. And there's just like, you know, pros and cons to that, of course, depending on your body and how you, you know, adjust to Jack in the Box on a daily basis. But <laughs> it's um, it kind of takes the fun out of it when you want to go eat out because if the food's not that good and you have to spend like $40 on a meal, it's just like a huge bummer. It's like, why don't I just like go get a frozen pizza at the grocery store for 12 bucks and just do that? Um, I guess the other con is there's just so many things that hit you at once when you move places. Um, people, when you are renting a place and you have to have a cashier's check to give to the landlord and the cashier's check has to have first month's rent, last month's rent, and a deposit or I don't know what, and you're having to figure out how to move $6,000 around like in your account and you know, getting cash out of the ATM, but the ATM doesn't let you take that much money out and you don't have a bank on the West Coast. So you're having to like go to friends or you're having to do like an advanced cash thing on your card. It's just like a whole fucking headache of figuring out how to do stuff again. And thankfully, we have the internet on our hands and we're millennials and we know how to search and like find the best answer pretty fast. Um, but it's, God, it's so fucking hard. <laughs> Just like you run into little things and you can't, there's no forgiveness. Like you're dealing with utilities. You're dealing with um, 
like internet services. You're having to deal with all that stuff, set it up, do it all on your own. Hopefully you have roommates like I did that can help you, but not everyone does. Um, you're having to pay off parking tickets. You're having to buy flights home, which is the worst part is that anytime you want to go home, it costs like, oh, $2,000 or just like, you know, an arm and a leg to fly back. It takes time. You have to take time off work. Taking time off work means less money. It's just like a whole slew of payments that come your way when you move out of the nest. And I would encourage like moving out of the nest somewhere nearby your family, especially if they already give you financial support, because I have to say living really far away um, in another state and not seeing my parents as often makes me feel like 10 times guiltier every time I'm like, hey, like, can you help me cover this? Or hey, I need your help on this. Like, it just feels really like I'm taking advantage of them. I really just need their help. I really need their advice. I really need their guidance. But the fact that I don't get to see them all the time and I only see them on like holidays and other random trips and then I come asking them for help on financial stuff but I don't talk to them every day. It's like, I don't know, it feels like just a little, uh, I don't know, I feel a little guilty about it. But I, I guess that's really not that big a deal because my parents are great. I know not everyone has the same situation. But anyways, the ability to figure out all those like twists and turns are just part of becoming an adult and if you move so far away from your parents that they can't help or like they couldn't run over and write you a check if you needed it so you could do that cashier's check to get the rent to get the apartment you want like stuff like that really is helpful if you have someone nearby that kind of has their shit together at least that can help you out in a pinch if you just need to like wait for more money to come in or whatever um but I'll switch to staying in the nest now and do the pros and cons of that. Um, I think I, I have has, I have had some friends that have stayed in the nest, quote unquote. Uh, they're not currently living with their parents, but they did for a while after graduating and getting their undergrad degree. So definitely the pros are pretty obvious. You either have like a rolled up in one monthly payment to your parents. Some parents like have you do that. Or you don't have to pay at all, which is just like I can't even wrap my mind around what my life would be like if I didn't have to pay this rent and utilities and all this crap every month. But uh, you save money. And I strongly encourage you, if you're doing that, to set aside what you would be paying in rent every month and to start getting used to it and put it in savings. So at least you have like a nice cushy savings for when you do want to leave the nest. But anyways, staying in the nest, don't have to pay as much money. Um, you have food cooking or you have like a refrigerator and pantry that has food in it that you're not always buying. Um, hopefully, maybe you help out with the groceries and that's your agreement. But it's kind of nice having a little bit of surplus of food and alcohol, of course. Um, getting you to go out and eat, you can say, oh, like, I just want to hang out with you guys tonight. And it's really like, oh, I just want a free meal or like, oh, I just want a free movie ticket so we can go see this movie. But you can phrase it as like, I just want to spend time with you guys. I really miss you and get all this free stuff. <laughs> so I'm so jealous of that. But that's a really nice pro of staying is like, A, parents love it. They love to feel needed, um, especially if you're the youngest one and you haven't left the nest yet. It's like... I think they love it. They might say that they don't, but they're going to miss you when you're gone. That is for sure. Um, 
pros of staying usually when everyone that you grew up with um, if you're friends with like hometown friends and every holiday they come to you that's just really nice because I would love to just have my friends come visit me and like they're there and I can just visit them whenever our schedules match up but instead I'm the one having to fly to town and split up my time and divide it amongst like all these people which is great. I, I want to see everyone, but it really kind of cuts into the holiday time and the relaxing time of a holiday. So if you are living at home all the time, yeah, there might be boring. Maybe not everyone's home like normally during the years, but at least when the holidays come around, if you're not going anywhere yourself to see family like out of state or in another town, like all your friends are coming there. So I have to say that's pretty nice. You don't really have to fly a lot or travel a lot. But if you do want to fly and travel a lot, you're good because your parents may buy your flight for you or you have so much money because you're not paying rent that you can just buy a flight and go visit your nice friend Violet in Los Angeles who needs to see you. Um, I think that's a lot of the pros, kind of like the main ones of staying at home. Everyone has their own home situation. So you may be like, oh, fuck this girl. She has no idea what she's talking about. My parents are terrible. My siblings are terrible. All I do is babysit and do all the laundry and cleaning every day. If you do, like, at least you're not paying rent in LA and having to, you know, do all your living expenses. If you are, your parents are kind of dicks, but, you know, it's hard time for money. So maybe they're just trying to catch up on their finances. So, cons of staying in the nest, I would say, like, it's really the independence because most people didn't go to college while living at home. There are some, but most people went away to college and then came back to their parents' house. So, going from college freedom life then going back home is really hard, I've heard. I've heard it's, like, really hard to date. It's really hard to, like, go out and drink. So, you really just kind of become homebodies with your parents or, you know, only see your friends you know, it, I mean, it, I guess it depends on how far you push the boundaries with your parents on, like, drinking and showing up at home drunk, but, like, little things they're going to notice and they may ask about. They're going to ask who you saw and, like, how do you explain that you were on a Tinder date and you stayed the night at some dude's house? Like, that that all is kind of, um, you know, impaired during your living in the nest. So, I've just heard, like, with friends, it's a little bit too much, a little bit too much parent time, a little bit too much like questioning what's going on, your actions, or maybe they're really nice and not letting you pay rent, but they're asking you all the time about like, so when are you moving out? Or don't you like that you don't have to pay rent? So you may get a little bit of like nagging, but all in all, I think it's worth it to not have to pay those monthly fees. Um, another con of staying in the nest. Um, I was going to say that it makes you less prepared to leave the nest, but I think you're never really prepared enough now that I've kind of done it. It's like you just, that's like the world. You just have to figure it out as you go. You can plan ahead. You can know some things, but stuff is going to pop up at the last minute and you're going to have to take care of it and it might cost money or, you know, it might um, take up time. You might have to take off work, but it's just kind of part of figuring out how to function in the real world. And you can't learn that just living at home. But I mean, I don't know. I think you can kind of start figuring it out or at least like ease your way out of the nest in that way. But I think the con of staying in the nest is also you're always looking to leave the nest. You're always looking to like okay, how much money do I need to make? What job do I need to get? Where do I need to move to so I can get out of this situation and be on my own again? Uh, 
And, like, even if you're just, like, waiting for a roommate, are you waiting for that perfect job? Are you waiting for, like, that grad school acceptance letter to come in so you can move out of town? It's it's a lot of kind of, like, waiting for your life to start, I think. And maybe some people are a lot better at it than others. I know some people that thrive, like, living at home. But I think the most common thing I've heard is it's so hard to date and, like, get to know people because, A, where are you going to bring people home? How do you bring up that conversation? And B, how do you explain it to your parents and your family where you've been going? And especially if they're asking, maybe they're not asking. If they make you pay rent, I feel like they shouldn't be asking, but you know, it's up to them. It's up to the parental units. So I I really just kind of wanted to throw this out here because apparently it's some big fucking deal that millennials aren't leaving the nest. And like I said, it's money and it's jobs and like most of the millennials who've left the nest, I only know, I only have one friend who's actually bought a house. Everyone else I know is renting. Um, everyone else I know is renting with a job. I don't know of any renters that are just in grad school, I don't think. But it's just, man, it's like disheartening sometimes. It's very um, heavy on your mind a lot when you have responsibilities of taking care of yourself and um, living alone, trying to find roommates, especially living in another state or living a, like, plane ride away. But, you know, it's part of life, and you gotta grow up sometime. Like, millennials, we can't just be sitting at home forever. Uh, We have to get out there and start taking over, or else who's gonna change the student loan situation, and who's going to change the politics, and who's going to change the business tactics? Who's going to change the hiring process if we're not out there hiring other people? So while it's great, and I think it's super smart now, looking back, I wish I'd done it. It's super smart. It's very wise to stay at home at least for a little bit after graduating to kind of figure out where you're going, figure out what your next move will be while saving some money. I think it's also, there's a lot to be said about growing up pretty quickly and just kind of, you got to get out there and learn and learn by either failing or learn by trying. And if you do it younger, then it's not as bad if you have to go back to the nest again. So if you have to move back home another time after you move out, at least you'll be in your like late 20s or early 30s instead of being like in your late 30s or 40s living in the basement. So I don't even know why I said that because I don't, we don't have basements in Texas. I have no clue what living in a basement would look like. It actually sounds pretty cool, but that's just me because I'm from Texas. Anyways, this um, podcast is sponsored by Red Bull because I just drank one before this so I could get a lot of shit done today. It's not actually sponsored by Red Bull, but again, Red Bull, if you want to give me a shout out and give me a promo code, I'll share it with my three listeners. But until then, I want to say thank you for listening. I hope this didn't stress you out about your finances because it stressed me out. So let me take on that stress and let you just float away with some Red Bull wings. Thank you for listening, and millennials, I hope you have a great rest of your day.